What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a winning edition for the ninth time, I think, right? This is our ninth win? Yes, sir. I believe so. Actually, is it our eighth win? I think it is our eighth win. You're 100% right. We were 7-34. and And, you know, I could have just pulled this up and checked myself, but... We don't, you know, we, we don't do the easy things sometimes, Ethan. And that's kind of how it felt like during this game is that the Spurs did not always do the easy thing. They made it harder for themselves. But after that timeout, late in the fourth quarter, they pulled it together. They imposed. Um, I know this may sound crazy if you're looking at this from like a non-Spurs perspective. But if you watch them like us, I think they imposed the, the more overall talent that they had on the floor. Um, and you know, they got back to playing connected. Obviously a lot of the, the fourth quarter surge had to do with Wemby. Um, Jeremy had some clutch plays as well that we'll have to talk about. Um, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, Ethan, cause I know we're going to go into the game flow, but regardless of how ugly this one might've felt, a win is a win. And in this season, we, we got to cherish them when we have them. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jude. And, and you referenced something before we get in, got in here, which was, before we learn how to win, we have to learn how to win ugly. I think that was so elegantly put. And honestly, if you look back at when we were playoff contenders every year in the championship hunt, like that was kind of our specialty where we would let teams like get a nice 10-point lead. And then that fourth quarter, we were just like, okay, let's go back to being the perfectly executing team. Not saying we did that tonight, but that was kind of the Spurs recipe for so many years. So it's something we definitely have to have to work at. Yeah. And, you know, I, I cover basketball. A lot of you guys know that. And I cover high school basketball specifically. And the team I'm covering is kind of going through a little bit of a rebuild after losing some D1 players. And, and that's kind of one of the things that that uh, um, their coach talks about is sometimes, you know, you may come in with this whole critical eye because you want to have championship standards. But mm -hmm. you also have to take that 30,000 foot view. And as much as this was an ugly one tonight that frustrated me a lot, I really yep. felt fed up <laughs> at yep. times during the game. And that's not something that I usually feel even over the past two years. Um, but at the same time, when, when you find a way to pull it out, sometimes there are just games where you got to find a way. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And this one felt more angering because we were pretty much in control for the first three quarters. And then that seven and a half minute stretch of that fourth quarter, we were just doing everything we could to give it to the Wizards. And thankfully, they gave it right back to us. And that's, you know, the the blessing of playing a team with the same record as you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you ready to get into this game flow, Ethan? Let's do it. All righty. So here we go. You know, a, a really back and forth um, first quarter. And, and you can see it was pretty close in the second quarter as well. Um, but let me see. I'm reading that right. Yeah, 37 to 36. Mm -hmm. um, so not a lot of defense in that first quarter, Ethan. Um, I'll just jump into my notes and then dish it to you. So what I wrote down, Wemby on fire to start. Um, oh, wait, no. Wrong wrong notes. I'm reading my Celtics notes. Let me stop. Marvin Bagley thinks he's him. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down. And let me say, you know, when I first saw that, I'm like, I even texted you before, uh, you know, early in the game. I was like, this Wizards team feels like a team of NBA rejects. And mm -hmm. the reason I said that is because of Marvin Bagley. I was not aware of what he did on Thursday against the Knicks. And really, he had a solid showing tonight. Um, and he's still somebody who's pretty young, you know, mm -hmm. as much as it feels like we're so far away from him being the future in Sacramento as the number two pick um, when he was coming out of Duke, I believe. Um, 
he's coming into his own a little bit. So I got to give a shout out to Marvin Bagley and hopefully he can, you know, continue to develop and, and uh, make an NBA career for himself. Cause you never want to see somebody like completely fall off from, from yeah. where they were. He, he's showing some of his potential um, in these past two games and, and another great performance against Wemby. Um, the other thing I wrote down, and this is a theme that's through the game turnovers led to transition buckets for Washington early that gave them easy looks at the rim, you know, obviously in transition. Um, I wrote down, we were looking for open shooters when penetrating and getting the ball to Wemby. This is kind of when it was like 15 to 10. Devin hit two threes to start. Um, mm-hmm. we were, you know, we were force feeding Wemby and then Champagny was spacing as well. Um, but then after that, uh, there was a timeout from the Wizards at 15 to 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and things really got lackadaisical um after that point obviously we kept scoring uh but defensively (laughs) there was there was not a lot of that from either side in this quarter but the other thing I wrote down our mistakes are giving them opportunities and they're playing with energy that's really something that also flowed you know that could be said throughout the whole game um I said DeLon Wright got Blake a few times I say that though and Blake really had a really solid game I just wrote that down you know when I was like writing down you know um just things that I was noticing early in the game. And, and and I was just focused on Blake a little bit more because of the fact that he got those minutes tonight. So, you know, that was something that you mentioned on the last stream, Ethan. Mm. And uh, I think Pop might have been listening because in the next press conference after last night's game against the Hornets, he says Blake's forcing us to give him more minutes and we're seeing him kind of become that true backup point guard. Obviously, this is just the first game, but with Pop's words in context, all of his G League experience, him being a second-year player, I think that's something we're going to see moving forward. And then the last thing I wrote down was there was tons, all caps, of defense in this quarter, which, of course, is a joke. (laughs) I was about to say, maybe you watched a different game than I did. (laughs) Defense was definitely not the theme of that first quarter. Uh, I wrote down a lot of the same notes, playing through Wemby early. Again, I think everybody consciously trying to remove that narrative that's, that was being pushed about nobody wanting to pass him the ball. He was getting touches in the mid-range, off of screens, in the low block, and of course from three. Um, so that obviously isn't something that we'll continue hearing, hopefully. Um, Trey Jones, uh, he was mixing up the routine, um, fed Wemby early, but also, like you said, getting shooters involved, um, trying to break up the monotony of our, of our usual offense, uh, which he's really the only guy that does at that point guard position on our team. Um, Point Wemby had a lob and transition to Jeremy Sohan that forced that timeout at 15 and 10 for the Wizards. Uh, but you're right. After that, we kind of subbed Wemby out of the game. Um, and the Wizards, they, they felt like they were getting easier points um, in transition off of turnovers, off of missed shots. Um, and then when Wemby was on the, on the floor, obviously Zach's uh, still kind of recovering and coming back, getting the rust off. Uh, from his injury, so there wasn't necessarily rim protection. So it felt like the Wizards had the momentum, despite the fact that we were in the lead. But with that being said, great defense from Blake Wesley, and Zach did look physical. They were just getting easy baskets. Um, and Keldon Johnson, bull in China shop off the bench. Even a couple of moments were like, like yes, I'm glad you're being aggressive, but like you, you missed a couple guys wide open, either on a cut or open for three. But I, I can't even be that mad. He finished with 19 points, seven for 15 shooting, and and was one of the few guys that was getting to the free throw line. Considering we actually had zero free throws in that first quarter, 
our leading rebounder tonight as well, Keldon mm-hmm. was. And there were a couple second chance buckets that he had. I completely agree with you on a little bit of the frustration at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you consider that the last game we covered against the Celtics, he had five points. And then last night he was the leading scorer with 25 and he had 19 tonight. Um, it's just good to see him getting back to that six man role and and doing, you know, scoring around 20 points because we're paying him $20 million and and that's what he's supposed to be doing. So it was, it's been good to see in this back to back that he's bounced back after, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of non-existent for lack of a better term performance in Boston. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now let's move on to the second quarter. <laughs> and the first thing I had written down, Ethan, was really bad start. We weren't connected. We weren't flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down Champagne is keeping us in the game with threes um, and our threes overall are keeping us in the game. And it was kind of funny because as soon as I wrote that down, the Wizards broadcasters, because it was right after Champagne hit a three, the Wizards broadcasters were like, man, the only thing that's really keeping the Spurs in the game right now is Champagne has nine points. And, you know, Vassell's got two threes also. If they don't have their threes right now, I think we were like seven for 10 at that point. Um let me see what the the total was there. Yeah, so we we ended, we finished twelve for thirty one. So I know that doesn't that seems like we didn't make much for the rest of the game. I could have been a little bit off on that, but I believe it was that. I think we started off really hot and then kind of cooled off at least from distance. Yeah. Um. Later in the game, but um. That kind of ties into how the second quarter was going. You know, they were they were stopping some other ways of uh, of our scoring. Um, and we were only really able to find them on wide open outside looks. Um, I wrote down good timeouts from Pop because after that start, you know, we, we had a timeout and we came in looking a little bit better. Um, we saw another, uh, I don't know if it was a lob, but it was at least um, uh, a Victor pass to to Jeremy cutting towards the basket that led to another dunk. Because um, I wrote down the, the Wemby-Jeremy connection is nice. I think we got to see that a little bit in the second half too. Um the other thing I wrote down, this is midway through the second, about about five minutes and 50 seconds. We need to come out in the second half looking completely different effort-wise. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Um, and then, of course, as soon as I wrote that down, Ethan, kind of like the champagne thing, I said the effort was getting better after I thought of it. But that lineup where the effort really turned up, listen to this, and you're going to like this. This mm-hmm. is to your And I have it written down, too. It was Blake Wesley, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, and Zach. And um, we went on a 10-2 run uh, to tie it at 59-59 and then finished the half on a 21-8 run. Uh, Zach had a lot of great assists in there in the two-man game with multiple different guys in that lineup. Um, and and the energy in that last about five minutes of the game, um, that, that was huge for us to get us a lead going into half and, and to win the second quarter. Yeah, I think that was a really, really good summary. Uh, I had that exact same note written down about that lineup. Like, great together. High pace, high player movement. The ball was popping, and guys were attacking. Blake was attacking the rim. Keldon was attacking the rim. Jeremy Sohan was attacking the rim. And then, of course, Zach Collins operated as that hub, once again, which is what I think his best attribute really is. Um, But at the beginning of the second quarter, Way too many turnovers for the Spurs. Um, I know agree with what you said about Julian and Devin kind of keeping us there from distance, but after they were finished, like nobody could buy a three-point shot. And uh, the only player being aggressive getting to the cup was Keldon for a little while there. And the Wizards were playing with great pace and high energy, and it just felt like we weren't. felt like we were not focused, a little too lackadaisical with our passing, um, kind of going through the motions out there. 
not feeding Wemby at times when he finally got subbed back into the game. Um, but once we went to that other lineup and guys started penetrating, it, it really kind of flipped the switch. We were able to go on that run. And Blake Wesley, one more shout-out to him defensively. I, I know he got beat a couple times early by, um, I can't remember his name, uh, Delon Wright, but DeLon but those Wright. are just like it's also his first significant minutes. Like I mentioned that, mm-hmm. but like it, it was like after those two plays, you didn't really see that that much. I don't want that to define his performance. Oh yeah, you're you're good. But his one on one defense, picking guys up, basically full court, was incredible to watch. High effort and and really really good technique and able to get into guys without fouling and contest shots without fouling i saw him in several plays where he was the help defender looked like he was completely out of position and used his athleticism to somehow get back in like at to the corner where his man was wide open for a three for like half a second but he's still able to get out there and contest it um i've been really impressed with what i've seen from him as everybody knows he finally did have 15 minutes tonight so i think this is a pretty good sample size of what he's able to do and as a help defender when guys were spinning opposite his direction so they took his uh, took their eyes off of his side of the court he was really going at like jordan Poole, kyle kuzma swiping at the ball i think he had one steal tonight that led to a fast break for malachi got a layup or one steal as a, as a help defender at least i don't know how many he had total um but him just being a pest is really helped out um, our other defenders who might be struggling from time to time one-on-one so shout out to him yeah for sure i mean you can just see like now that Blake has been molded in the G league and honed and controlled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's just like, you know, as much as like I already <laughs> went through this whole thing, uh, a couple episodes ago, um, of kind of a, just when you put the point guard in the lineup, it, it does do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just fixes a lot of different stuff. Um, yep. And that was once again, you know, that's showing itself on the bench with Blake and his development. So that's something that I was wrong about, you know, kind of even twofold when mm. you're seeing what's happening with Blake as well as what's happening with Trey, who almost had a triple double tonight, was fighting on the boards, um, 10 assists, was able to get up to 11 points, um, really liked his effort overall. But obviously what you said about Blake, too, um, I mean, his his energy and effort was, you know, he was he was setting the tone and facilitating that lineup uh, that yep. went on a 21 to eight run. And one more point I forgot to mention in the second quarter. I know I said Jeremy Sohan was penetrating, but that really doesn't do it justice. He was playing physical inside and cutting with decisiveness and finishing with dunks. So really shout out to him as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, we didn't necessarily go through all of the box score here, Ethan. So if you want to do it, since we're kind of at the halftime point here to just kind of talk about the way everybody played. Um, I'm seeing some other things in the comments, kind of talking about Wemby a little bit and how he had some struggles tonight. I saw two different people say that, and I totally get where you're coming from, especially, I mean, that's kind of why I let off with the, um, Mm. the Marvin Bagley talk, but at the same time, like he had 24, eight and four and the six blocks, like, we're just not in any of these games without Wemby, so it's hard for me to criticize him too much. But I do understand um, what you're saying when it comes to the physicality. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. We've seen him also, you know, stand tough against Giannis in the clutch as well um, and and some other guys too. So I feel like this was just kind of overall a meh game for the team. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like we were super hyper-focused on destroying the Wizards, and I know we're both bad teams, but I still put the Spurs talent over the Wizards talent, like you said at the beginning. Um, and the box score is a little misleading because I see Devin had 21, Jeremy had 23, Vic had 24, Keldon had 19. Like, those are great numbers. Uh, and at the end of the day, obviously, we need to give them credit for what they were able to do in crunch time when it mattered the most, when we were down by 10 or 12 points. Uh, but that first, like, three quarters, I mean, there were times where it was really, like, t- tough to watch. We were making bad mistakes. Offensively, lo- offensively we looked stagnant. Um, and guys weren't really playing great defense either. So, Yeah, no, that's why, you know, I mentioned earlier that I almost felt fed up at times watching this game. Yeah, which we let them I, back in. I honestly haven't felt, like, over the past two years. And I know that sounds crazy. But like that, this was really the first time I felt it. I, my, my patience finally wore off, Ethan. Mm. <laughs> it's tough to make Jude's patience wear off. That guy's the, one of the most patient dudes I know. So what do you think of this comment, Ethan? Is this controversy? I, I, I don't know, man. I don't see any Ethan love in the comments. I'm getting a little I'm getting a little hurt. Yeah, I mean, if y'all don't if y'all don't show Ethan some love, he might he might never come back. Yeah, I might just deuce. <laughs> might just deuce. He might just disappear like um Jordan Poole. I you was know trying what? to do somebody for us, but I guess we won. <laughs> yeah, we, we won. I want to give a shout out. I keep saying shout out this episode, so I apologize. Uh, You're good. But the Wizards coaching staff taking Bilal Koulibaly out of the game in clutch time was so clutch for us <laughs> because he was cooking. We could not stop him, not to get ahead of ourselves. I know we're not in the fourth quarter yet, but he was the reason the Wizards got out to that 10 to 12 point lead. And then they were like, okay, let's put the starters back in. And then the Spurs came right back and won the game. So thank you, Wes Unsell Jr. Dude, Bilal was taking over at some point. I was just, or I say at some point, I mean, one point it was in the fourth quarter. Um, I was just like, man, are we really about to get, like, is he really about to just get his, his W over Wemby? And then the thing that really scared me was like, right after that happened, they put up the stat. And I think this is when we were down to one, uh, excuse me, when we were down 12 with five minutes left, like somebody else referenced in the comments earlier, they show Tyus Jones nine and zero against Trey Jones. And I'm like, I think that's like through three different teams too. Yeah. And so exactly, I wasn't sure I knew he was on Memphis, but I wasn't sure if he was on Minnesota too. But, and I believe that was the, that was the third as well as uh, Washington, of course. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, man, this is just, this is not good. But what is good is that Trey finally got a win over his brother. Um, and that was because of the way that we finished, uh, the fourth quarter, but let's get into this second half, Ethan, and our third quarter winning, winning streak was broken. Um, And this is what I had written down. The first thing I had written down to start the third quarter was lackadaisicalness returns. (laughs) I said, Tyus needs to be nicer to Trey because he hit a couple shots on him. Um, And then it's all intensity. If we have it to the standard that like pop is trying to set, I felt like we could run these guys by double digits. That's what I wrote down. And that's kind of what you saw in, in the final five minutes of the game, which we'll get to. But the other thing I wrote down, Zach's defensive physicality was was looking better. And, and it kind of made me think of last year, Ethan, about how we talked about how throughout the season we felt like Zach got better at, you know, staying straight up and not fouling in the post. Um, and I think the thing that just reminded me or or the thing that like 
I, I thought about the most was Zach's defensive ca- physicality looks a lot better when he's playing off the bench. You know, he's had a much less of a deficit than when he was starting, and we were kind of complaining about it again um, earlier in the year. Um, the other thing I wrote down, and this was kind of another theme uh, that we saw in, in, in the second quarter, was the energy did pick up, though, near the end of the third, um, or in the se- in, in, near the end of the second. I say that that happened a little bit in the midway with K or middle of the quarter with KJ and Devin scoring, because we actually, the other thing I had written down was at the end, end of the third. So not like the middle of the quarter, uh, Washington did go on a 12, four run. Now I feel like that was more of our own accord with turnovers. Um, was this the quarter where we just started passing the ball out of bounds? Like at the repeatedly. very end, yes. At yeah, the very end. And exactly. the beginning of the fourth, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I wrote down the energy was was up, you know, kind of in the second half of the quarter until we just started throwing the ball out of bounds, miscommunicating with guys. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I There was one where Wemby just completely airmailed Shetty in the corner. Mm-hmm. There was another where Zach thought that Champagny was going to be on the wing, but instead he was cutting and it just went straight out of bounds. I was just like, man, we're really passing to the fans right now. That was like a fed up moment for me, Ethan. But but tell me your thoughts on the third. Yeah, uh, Wizards had all the momentum going into the third quarter. Like you said, went right back to that lackadaisical style of play. Um, energy was brought back by Trey Jones. However, holistically, the team was missing wide open cutters, it felt like. Um, for yes. some reason, we couldn't find the open man. Uh, but Trey Jones continued to supply energy. He was getting rebounds like crazy. This is the I texted you during this quarter. I was like, man, Trey Jones is fighting for every loose ball, every extra possession, and trying, trying desperately to give the rest of the team some energy because nobody else is playing that way. Um, and then to finish off the quarter, like you said, just turnovers biting us in the butt. Um, had it not been for those turnovers, our streak is probably alive. Yeah, yeah, we did only lose the quarter by six. Is that an eight or a nine up there, Ethan? Can you tell? It's an eight. It's an eight, yeah, so that's by six. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's three possessions right there. Yeah. And there's um, three turnovers that I think of that were passes directly into the stands. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and the start of the fourth quarter wasn't much better, no. unfortunately. Uh, the first thing I had written down was Doug getting assaulted pain because there were like two straight buckets i can't remember i I think Corey kispert took him off the dribble on one but there was another one right before oh it was the Bilal. it was the Bilal, real tough fancy lay that could have been a poster um turnovers Bilal. that's what i wrote down those were the first thing three things i wrote down doug getting assaulted turnovers and Bilal. nothing else um and then (laughs) like i just what did that's, you have? That's so close to the first three things I wrote down. I wrote, Vic looks gassed, can't stop Bilal, turnovers, man. <laughs> okay, so what all, what all of that compiled into, Ethan, was after we led 104 to 102 with eight minutes and 20 seconds left in the fourth, Washington then went on a 10-0 run. And it probably went a little bit longer than that, or it might have been even more you know, than just 10, but that's what I had written down at the time. This is when I said throwing passes out of bounds, shooting ourselves in the foot. And I texted you about this, and this was about midway through the quarter. I said turnovers will be the reason we lose if we do. Luckily, we didn't, but the reason it was this close, and like you said, the reason that our third quarter winning streak was broken, really, if you had to point at one thing, it comes down to that. And as much as that sucks, 
you know, I'd rather it be turnovers than, you know, just, just getting beat by these guys. You know what I mean? Um, because at least turnovers is something we can control and it's like something that you can fix. You know what I mean? Still not good, but with the nature of this team and being a team at the bottom of the league, that's just going to happen some games, unfortunately. I'm glad it happened at this rate against a team like the Wizards. Um, but I think that also just ties into the lackadaisicalness that we kind of saw throughout this one and, and the lack of intensity that we've seen, you know, when we've competed with with teams that are much better than this. Um, the other thing I wrote down was Corey Kispert going off. I saw I saw Mark commented earlier. He said, I was so pissed when we were getting cooked by a guy like Corey Kispert. <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Oh my gosh. That it was it was frustrating. But shout out to Corey Kispert, though. He was going off. Um, but then at the four minute mark, we we called a timeout, and that's when things switched up for us. We went on a 12-0 run from that point. Um, and and we had some a clutch three and some clutch free throws from Jeremy Sohan on those uh second. It was it was like in the last three possessions, those were the first two. And then Devin had a free throw at the end of the game that iced it. Um, but that three from Jeremy to take the lead in a two-point game was giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the free throws as well for him to drain those in the clutch. I was really worried that he was gonna, you know, at least miss one of them. Um, but man, that one-handed free throw, it's it's just getting more and more consistent. And and the one thing I noticed about Jeremy too is even in like these clutch moments, when he gets the ball. It's not like Marvin Bagley on the free throws before where he had, you know, he had the opportunity to take a league and he's taking this big inhale, you know what I mean? Like right mm-hmm. beforehand to calm himself down. Jeremy just gets the ball and goes up with it in his routine and just doesn't even think about it. Um, and and so it, it was good to see that in the clutch as well. Um, and, and I really want to touch on Jeremy here before I, you know, dish it to your fourth quarter notes. Um, I saw somebody else say that he was the MVP of this game, and and I really do agree. Obviously, Keldon had a solid game. Uh, Devin had a solid game, and, and Wemby had a solid game as well. We, we talked about Trey also. Um, seven boards for Champagny. I'm seeing that yeah. too. Two blocks also. Not a terrible game from him. Um, but if I had to pick an MVP too, it, it would have to be Jeremy. I feel like, you know, when I talked about the lackadaisicalness, I feel like if there was one person who didn't have it and had intensity and effort – throughout all four quarters, I think it was Jeremy. And and the other thing I noticed about Jeremy, he may not have the prettiest offense, but he's getting more consistent with some of his his little hook shots, um, his little kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it. There you go. Yes, exactly. Stuff like that. Um, It's good to see him get more consistent with that. And it's also great to see, um, you know, just his offense continue to evolve and, and, and be shown more. Um, since he's you know started playing the four again I think he's flourishing trying to get back into the swing of things at that three four spot as a cutter as a guy that can create his own shot and not have to worry about creating for others he still has that in his game but that's no longer his primary focus Um, and you mentioned the two clutch free throws let's talk about being six for six on the night and I think having the most free throws made on the team Keldon took the most with seven but he only made five so Jeremy Sohan, definitely staying cool, calm, and collected. I agree, MVP of the game. And and held uh, Kyle Kuzma, who yes. he was the primary defender on, to 11 points tonight. And say what you will about Kyle Kuzma. I know he's an inefficient scorer, but he's usually a high-volume scorer. Like, I'm pretty sure he's averaging, what, like 24 points per game? And tonight he held him to 11. 
um, terrific defense from Jeremy Sohan. And that probably fueled his confidence on the offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, but to just get into the fourth quarter, I mentioned how Victor looked a little bit gassed. I think some people have agreed in the comments. We couldn't stop Bilal. He was on a one-man wrecking crew. I guess two-man because he had Corey Kispert helping him out. Um, turnovers, killing us, looking messy. We looked ugly, no focus. And a good example of the no focus, Devin caught the ball at the uh, at the top of the key. He had Wemby wide open on the block on a mismatch and for some reason decided to drive into Wemby and take it a contested like step back fadeaway from the mid-range. And it was like, that's such an ugly shot. Like, like I know you're a tough shot maker, Dev, but give it to Wemby. Maybe he can get you a better look or he could just take a better look for himself. Like I, I didn't understand that decision, but thankfully the entire team clutched up when it counted. We came back down twelve, down twelve points, I think, led by Victor, led by Jeremy Sohan, um, and then of course it was big for for uh, Wemby to get that clutch rebound at the end of the game that that we were fouled and were able to get free throws to ice the game. So amazing win, despite the fact that it was very ugly to get there. But these are the kind of games that we have to win, like we said at the very beginning. Couldn't have said it better myself, Ethan. Well. That's your game flow. So basically wrapped up this one. But there's one thing that does kind of stick out that I've been seeing in the comments and that really was on the screen in the box score that we didn't talk about too much. And that was Malachi Branham getting only four minutes. Yeah. Um, really, the story there is Blake's taking his minutes. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I think he got subbed out immediately following the first quarter because he was pickpocketed at the end. We were holding the ball for last possession and Jordan Poole was able to lay it up. So I don't think he's played himself out of it, but you're right. Blake Wesley is playing himself into it, and he's it's it's proven successful thus far. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, we'll see what happens at the deadline as well. If we do end up moving like a Shetty or a Doug, maybe that opens up more minutes um, for for Malachi again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but we'll we'll see what happens. I, I feel like we're gonna see like at least little spurts of Malachi and Blake in the backcourt off the bench. Um, they are two former first round picks, but it's really nice to see what Blake is doing and how he's developed. Um, because if you would have told me this at the beginning of the season, honestly, Ethan, I would have been like, no way, no way. Malachi is going to kind of fall off and then Blake's going to take his minutes. I would have thought that it would be like, maybe Blake can work himself into some minutes, but Malachi is going to be like our main scorer off the bench. That's really what I would have thought prior to the season. So yeah, I'm honestly surprised. Like, I get that Doug McDermott's a, a veteran that can knock down threes, but he had 10 minutes tonight. I would still give those minutes to Malachi personally. Right. Because Chetty can be your sniper. And at times, Devin or Julian, like if you really need a shooter out there, play them. But Mal- Malachi is also a capable three point shooter. I don't know what his percentage is, but it can't be lower than like 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, like. It, there's just, I mean, for for the the state of this team, I don't really think there's an argument against that. I understand that you know Doug can sometimes go crazy and have have a laser type of night that that Malachi doesn't always have. Yeah, um, true. But but when you think about the context of the team, you know, I I completely agree because you you want that development, you want to see what Malachi's potential could be, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I think also Pop did want to win this game. Um, so that's probably why, and, and, you know, really when you think about it, the whole season, 
we've just been doing like the minutes that that Blake got tonight is what Malachi got. So it was good to see what a look would look like with, with Blake in his place. And I think I think Pop's liking what he's seeing. You know, if you look at the Charlotte press conference. Yeah. Well put. Well, Ethan, I think that's going to wrap this one up. Do you have any final thoughts on on this game tonight? Nice little eighth win here. Eighth, eighth win feels just as good as the first win. It'll feel <laughs> just as good as the ninth win. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I think I do see one more comment here that that this is this is what I think we should end off with. <laughs> Film Room says that the Spurs need to sign Bryn Forbes to a Supermax. And I think I think it's very obvious um, he'll fix all of our problems. I don't think anyone's signing him to any deal. <laughs> If we're being completely honest, uh, if you don't remember what happened to Bryn Forbes, go, go Google Bryn Forbes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> My bad. My bad. With that being said, smash the like button, as Robert Ball says. If you enjoyed the content, especially like me forgetting about uh, Bryn Forbes' criminal record, don't forget to hit the like and the subscribe button below. Please follow us on Twitter to stay updated with everything at SSBNYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. In all seriousness, guys, we truly appreciate y'all hanging out with us after games. We hope you all have a great Saturday night. We'll catch y'all later.